Welcome to a brand new edition of Problematic Women. I'm Lauren Evans. And I'm Virginia Allen. And joining us once again today is the one and only Gloria Taylor. Gloria works here at the Heritage Foundation with us. She's on our media team and works with our experts here at the Heritage Foundation to create messaging on issues related to foreign policy, defense, technology, all of those very vast and uh, recently very busy research topics. But Gloria... I was thinking about you, and I was like, you know, if Gloria ever gets tired of what she's doing right now as she's slaying her career, she should just become a motivational speaker. And I (laughs) I say this, I say this because you have this ability to be completely honest about how sucky life is sometimes, (laughs) but like also, like then at the end of it, you're like... But the Lord is so good, and I trust him, and, like, bring in such positivity. Oh, I love that so much. So oh. let me know when you become a motivational speaker, and I'll come hear you. I'm having to become my own motivational speaker right now as I'm training for a marathon. Yeah. And, you know, just, okay, keep going. Don't die. Everything's fine, but it's not. Also, like, who does that? Like, who trains for a marathon? I don't know. You yeah. know? Do you know what's 26 miles? Like point you, two, you run six point two. That yeah. point don't two. forget the last point two because yes. it's gonna be your up. <laughs> Can you imagine Virginia running for twenty miles and being like, okay, only six more? No, I mean I. This is really embarrassing, but I did a five k not long ago, and so. I kind of thought I was gonna die. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I I really literally can't. Yeah, picture do that, running. Do that eight that times, far. and then that would be the no, marathon. No, that's what I said like two years ago. I'd never run more than I think. A 5K. Wow. And here you are. It can be done, y'all. The runner's high is real. You're an inspiration. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I've, so I've done 10, and like <laughs> 10 seems to be just, that's where my body's like, okay, we, out. we did it. We tapped out. You got, two, <laughs> you got to double digits. Yeah. <laughs> really? We're like, um, done. <laughs> yeah, let's go sit on the couch now. Oh, man. All right. Well, we have a great show queued up. I'm pretty excited for some of these topics. Lauren, Let us know what we have on deck. Up on today's Problematic Women, a woman serving in our military went on TikTok to vent her anger over Roe versus Wade being overturned. Some of the points she makes need to be addressed. Plus, Elon Musk is calling off his big deal to buy Twitter. Or is he? We break that down. And it's the middle of the summer, so we are taking a little time to discuss some of the big blockbusters of the season. And as always, we'll be crowning our Problematic Woman of the Week. Each week on Problematic Women, we sort through the news to find stories that are of particular interest to conservative-leaning or problematic women, those whose views and opinions are so often excluded by those on the so-called feminist left. If you are a problematic woman or just someone who supports strong, independent women, please consider supporting us by leaving a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and encouraging others to subscribe. It really does make a difference. All right, let's get to it. A TikTok video of a female member of our military has gone viral. After the Supreme Court officially overturned Roe v. Wade, TikTok user Rehassan Fratz, she had this message that she wanted to share. And I want to play a couple different clips. Um, It's about a three-minute video in total. I just want to play a couple different clips from it because I think there's some um, really important aspects that we need to talk about here on the show. So let's go ahead and roll the first clip. How am I supposed to swear to support and defend the Constitution and a country that treats its women like second-class citizens. So Lauren and Gloria, I think that this is a pretty common argument that we hear on the pro-abortion side. They say women are being treated like second-class citizens if we don't have 
access to abortion on demand. So if one of your pro-abortion friends, if, if they came up to you, they were upset, and they said that because America um, now had overturned Roe v. Wade, that women were second-class citizens, how would you respond to that? So first off, we just had to zoom out here for like five mm-hmm. seconds. This is a service member who is giving us this PSA on TikTok. <laughs> so first of all, anything that is going to follow out of her mouth, I'm going to take with five million grains of salt <laughs> because you are supposed to be defending our country, yet you are literally posting this deliberate misinformation borderline propaganda on a Chinese spying app. And that's not melodramatic of me to say. This is literally a fact now. So Also, for the record, so I've been like the TikTok representative on problematic women. Mm-hmm. I quit it. And it's been, it's been really hard because it's, I like you. Instagram Reels. It's just not the same. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's it's not, really not. It, it, like TikTok is – the content is great. But it's like healthy food versus, you know, sugar. Yeah. <laughs> or like, di- like diet food. You know, like a Diet Coke when you want the regular Coke. Yeah. It's just like – it's not it the same. It doesn't hit the same. But – I'm, I quit, and I'm just telling our listeners, if I can quit, you can too. So go ahead, delete it off your phone today. <laughs> it's probably true because yeah. Lauren loves I love to talk. <laughs> like, you could, uh, you could almost look at my like usage on my phone. It would be like, you watched you know, 1.5 hours of TikTok today. And it's like, how do you watch an hour and a half of like one-minute videos? Oh, it's easy. Yeah. I've done it on Instagram no. Reels. So. <laughs> so I'm glad you brought up that point, Gloria, and I, I did for the world to know I'm, I'm off TikTok. So we have talked about on the show these sorts of arguments of women saying, now guns have more rights than us. And so obviously, anytime that there's these very highly emotional arguments being made about what life in a post-Roe world looks like, I think step one is like you step into compassion and you're like, okay, I know you're freaking (laughs) out. I know life feels really scary. But let me actually tell you like what has happened and bring in some truth. Um, And then also kind of remind women like, hey, we're actually not second-class citizens. There's actually, like, more women today who are graduating college than men. Women are, like, skyrocketing in the career field. We have so many opportunities as women. It is honestly, like, we have more opportunities as women than any other time in history. It's really insulting to hear someone say that women are treated as second-class citizens in America especially from a service member who is probably more intimately familiar with how women in other countries are treated. Mm-hmm. So that just really, you know, rubs me the wrong way. And I I very much understand the let's go in with compassion. I feel like I go back and forth between there's a lot that she says that your heart does go out to someone who's freaking out. But at the same time, I get just so angry mm-hmm. at these arguments that are so devoid of reality. And it's just because you say something in an emotional manner does not then make it true. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you're saying, oh, you know, guns have more rights than us doesn't make it true. Just because you're saying women are second class citizens doesn't make it true. And I think there's a huge onus on us to point out what reality actually is and in a way that is compassionate and kind. Well, it shows that the left knows that they're wrong, right, on this issue. Even if they don't want to admit it out loud, you don't lie when you're in the right. You don't have to lie when you're in the right. And AOC just tweeted last this weekend that women are going to be punished for having ectopic pregnancies. That is just so blatantly false, like so blatantly false. And she she knows that there is no way in her position 
that she would be able to even mistake that. And I feel like this woman is doing the same exact thing where she's just saying this point of we're second class citizens. No, like if she truly thought women were second class citizens, like she wouldn't be able to serve in the army or, or, you know, like it's just so frustrating to hear these talking points from the left over and over again of like, here's why women are going to die and here's why women are going to do X. And it's like, no, like women are going to flourish because of this. Women are finally going to be able to live and do what they were created to do with having these children and not live with the regret of having an abortion. Mm-hmm. Well, that, what makes me so sad is the the comment that she says, this is going to ruin women's careers. Mm. And so that's just that mindset of one, a kid is going to ruin my life. And you are obviously you know, worshiping down at the altar of self. Um, but at the same time, that's also not true. Yeah. Like so many women choose to carry that baby to term and, you know, either they choose to um, work while they have a child or maybe they take a a season for a couple of years to raise the child and then go back to work. Um, Or, of course, there's always the option, beautiful option of adoption. I mean, I'm no expert in the military code of justice or whatever it's actually called. I probably just butchered the name military. <laughs> you know more than system. me. So. Um, <laughs> but I, I'd be I'm curious. Is there action that is going to be taken against her? I don't know. Hmm. And more so, I was thinking, well, what if someone made that video after, you know, happened? Yeah. Or Obamacare. Uh-huh. What, what if the tables were turned? Would there have been? you know, an outcry against yeah. someone, you know, not cohering to the woke mob. Yeah. No, there should be equal standards, both sides. Well, now this service member takes some time later in the video to lay out why she's specifically so upset that Roe versus Wade was overturned and the impact she sees this decision is going to have on women, particularly in the military. And, you know, it's definitely something worth talking about. You really support the troops, even though this is going to greatly lessen the retention of women in the ranks of this military? You support the troops, even though you are going to ruin some women's careers. I'm deployed right now. And I am a medic, so I know how this works of like, I have an extremely limited access to birth control. Women in the military are more likely to experience unplanned pregnancies. Women in the military are more likely to experience sexual assault. So here she's saying that abortion is necessary for women in the military because military service members have a higher rate of unplanned pregnancy and sexual assault. Well, and I I do think that she has a legitimate (laughs) point that needs to be addressed here because, um, I mean, you can look at lots of stats on this. But according to The New York Times magazine, they did a piece in August of last year. um, Women make up about 16.5 percent of the armed services and about one in every four service women report experiencing sexual assault in the military. That's unacceptable. But to say that abortion is the answer to that is quite frankly disgusting. Um, abortion is a bandage on a much larger issue that we need to be holding our servicemen um, and women um, to a high standard that um, the military should in no way tolerate sexual assault, rape. There need to be you know, the highest consequences for those things. And you know, over and over and over, um, doesn't matter if you're in the military or, or not, for a guy um, that wants easy sex, of course he wants abortion. Abortion's a quick and easy fix. It gets him out of a messy situation uh, and it removes all accountability for his actions. Um, and women are left with the, the travesty of having to kill their child. Um, 
because they feel like you know they don't have another option, um, and you know the military needs to to say no, 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 you do have another option, but also be creating a culture for our men where that's just unacceptable. I would call that second class citizenship. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, don't forget the military is trying to get into this whole bathroom debate and allow quote unquote trans women to be yep. able to shower in women's bathrooms. Like, really, what is the bigger threat to women here? Mm-hmm. Is a, a full-on man in your shower or, you know, not being able to get an abortion. Like, it is just so backwards in the world that they live in. I just, there's no good faith argument here. Yeah. No, and I mean, I, I think with, with all of this, like, every every conversation has to come back to the fact that a child in the womb is a child, is a human. Yep. So above all, we always protect that life. And then we have to talk about and deal with the things happening around that um, to where we think that abortion might be the answer. But because killing is wrong, abortion is never the answer. There's mm-hmm. always an undergirding larger issue that needs to be dealt with um, and addressed. And I know that this is something that, you know, we could just all rant and rave for probably several hours about this. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, but I do want to go ahead uh, and and get to a really interesting conversation um, about uh, some more social media news in a little bit of a different sense. But um, before we do that, I have a very important announcement for all of our young people listening, whether you're in college or you're a recent graduate, the Heritage Foundation is still currently accepting applications for the fall 2022 intern semester, but you really need to apply this week. Um, They've extended the deadline on it a little bit, uh, but ASAP, get those applications in. We have several positions left across the building on a variety of of different departments. So if, if you're really passionate about conservative ideas and you're looking for great real world work experience this fall, then you should really consider applying to the Heritage Foundation Young Leaders Program. Because in addition to gaining that real world work experience in the nation's capital, interns also receive policy briefings, they take part in first principles lectures, and they have the opportunity to build lasting relationships with their fellow interns. The program begins on September 6th. It ends on December 2nd. So it's about 13 weeks in total, um, there is all of the information that you need to apply. Um, you can find on the Heritage Foundation website, or you can just DM the Problematic Women Instagram account, and I'll be sure to send a link to you. I feel like this Elon Musk saga has been kind of almost like a will they, won't they on mm, <laughs> you know, yes. a sitcom or a rom-com. Yes. Because it seems like they get so close to make a deal and then it all falls apart. In April, the billionaire was best known for Tesla and SpaceX. He said he was going to buy Twitter, but the Twitter board was not exactly enthusiastic. Finally, they agreed. Elon just gave them a deal that they could not Refuse. Put out an offer. I just couldn't refuse. (laughs) Too soon, Virginia. Too soon. (laughs) But before the deal was finalized, Muzz wanted to know the number of spam and fake accounts that were on the platform. So the deal, first it looked like it was going through. Then it looked like it was uh, not going through. And then it sort of looked like, okay, yes, we're back. It's happening. We're doing it. And now Musk is saying he's calling the whole thing off. Uh, But Twitter is trying to hold Elon Musk to his deal to buy Twitter for $44 billion. That was the agreement. And they say that they're going to take legal action. They're going to take Musk to court 
because they say you can't just back out now. You have to buy Twitter. And so Elon Musk responded like, of course, only Elon Musk would as uh, what I will call people call him the meme lord, right? That's Total troll. Me. Yeah. <laughs> So he he put out this meme with four photos of himself that like on one side are like the photo booth photos. And then on the other side, he's laughing in all of them. It says, they said I couldn't buy Twitter. Then they wouldn't disclose bot info. Now they want to force me to buy Twitter in court. Now they have to disclose bot info in court with him laughing very, very <laughs> heartily. So I, I think, you know, this is just classic Elon Musk. And frank, quite frankly, like, there's nothing more entertaining than watching a grown adult, like, own the libs. To- totally own the libs <laughs> and troll a multi-billion dollar company <laughs> on its own platform. Yes. Highly entertaining. But, I mean, this is wild. So, Gloria, you work on this issue quite a lot because you work with all of our folks in technology. Is, is Elon Musk buying Twitter or isn't he? That's a million dollar question, isn't it? You know, I I wonder, I zoom out and think, does he have this whole strategy the entire time where he knew all this was going to happen and like he knows what's going to happen at the end? Yeah, I have absolutely no clue. I can tell you, it was, I guess, Thursday, our tech gal, Kara Frederick, I had her book to go on Fox Business, um, I think in the five o'clock, six o'clock hour. And I get a phone call from the producer in the afternoon and she just goes, Reuters is reporting that Elon Musk isn't buying Twitter anymore. And like an expletive came out of my mouth. And then I just like fell down to the ground and it was like I'd been broken up with or something. I was so upset. Like I mean, I'm like, man, like our, our savior has let us down. This is heartbreaking. You know, now I'm a little more optimistic after seeing what's happened over the last couple of days, but it just, at least to me underscores the point that I, I made this point literally as soon as he announced he was going to buy Twitter, mm-hmm. y'all, we should not have to rely on billionaires mm. to protect free speech. And everybody was like, Gloria, that's dampening the mood. Let us, you know, <laughs> have our W. Well, here we are. You know, yeah. obviously great if he does it. Huge win for you know, First Amendment. But there's a level to with which this underscores, OK, we really can't we hope can't that rely. one person is going to save us. Like there are actually policy changes that need to be made. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's bigger than Elon Musk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love all the theories coming out about this of like how Elon Musk is playing this 4D chess where yeah. maybe it was he did all of this just to all be able to, to liquidate his Tesla stock because all of his money was really held up in the stock that if he sold it, it would lose all its value. Yeah. Or maybe he did this all along just to humiliate Twitter, like with the, the meme. And yeah, it's just I, I agree with you totally. We shouldn't rely on billionaires, but it seems like he just knew he was playing this game that he was going to win no matter what the outcome was. Uh-huh. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. And we're just along for the emotional roller coaster of will he, won't he? <laughs> you know, like I'm watching a rom-com. Um, but what I think is so funny the whole time, if he knew this is what he was going to do, way more people now than six months ago are tuned in to how nefarious um, Twitter actually is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, average Joes have not been monitoring conservative censorship over the past four, six, however many years. They've watched the Twitter board have to be dragged into this thing, kicking and screaming, now seeing how duplicitous they've been. So guess what? Average Joes have now been more exposed to the issues we're seeing with just one of the big tech platforms. So 
I'll take that as a W. Yeah, it's definitely a ton of free publicity for Elon Musk that he's gotten out of this. I think from like the business side, it's like, okay, it actually probably isn't beneficial anymore for him to buy Twitter because Twitter's stock has fallen. Yep. Um, his own stock has fallen in Tesla, so like, he's not as wealthy as he once was. He still has plenty of money, though. Uh, so I think from like the business side, I'm like, I don't actually know that he's really going to pursue it. But in the long run, the publicity that he's gained from this will help him in the future in all of his many endeavors, including his But he's gotten a lot of bad publicity, too, to be fair. Like, for for I mean, sure, he has. It just came out of no press child, is bad press. You know, but, yeah. last week. Also, like, for him, though, is it actually about the money? Because... It, oh, I don't for, think it is. It is. It isn't at all. And no, no, so, no. like, yeah, it'll be great if, you know, you don't become the world's richest man in the world by, you know, making a bad deal. Like, obviously, he wants to get this at a better price because it's clear now that we know with all the bot situation, he was paying way more than he should have paid. Mm -hmm. But I would be surprised if it ends up happening because like he legitimately cares about free speech. So, you know, optimist in me. Well, also don't forget the midterms are coming up and we remember what happened last election where with the, now it's so, it's so funny with the Hunter Biden laptop It used to be a crazy thing and now it's like, no, this is real. Yeah. Like we've all seen the pictures that we did not want to see. And (laughs) God, wow. Thank you for that. I know. But the fact that they were able to do that directly before the election, I mean, that is some major power. And even if Twitter's not with a lot of people, it's with a lot of movers and shakers and influencers. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Elon has really pushed them into a corner where they were before they were able to do something like that. And now I I don't think they have that same power. Yeah. I mean, we're better off for it. If if I if I was if I was a betting woman, (laughs) I would bet on that he's not buying Twitter. But we'll see. Interesting. Yeah. I, I think I think he's gotten I feel like maybe enough out of the whole saga um, that he feels like, you know, I I think I've I've benefited to the extent maybe that I can. Not that, again, not that it was all just for his personal gain, because I don't think it was. Um, But I think maybe at least under current circumstances, I feel like he's, I feel like he's pushing a really solid pause button. But you can quote me if I am wrong, and I will gladly be wrong on this. I just want to see the courtroom drama play out, to be honest. Oh, 100%. (laughs) So much drama. More drama than Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. And I would love, I would love it for it to come out that like Twitter has like 10,000 users, you know, and it's all just these same blue check marks talking to each other. (laughs) Yep. 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 Echo chamber. Like remember Mitt Romney's fake Twitter account? Y'all never heard about that? Oh, I think I did. He had like a, a Twitter account under an alias and then it came out a couple of years ago. And so now I want to know, like, do all these other blue checks have their, you know, <laughs> other accounts where they promote themselves? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. He was literally responding to his own tweet, pretending to be like a constituent or something. Stop something it. Something like that. Oh, yeah. You have to Google it. this. It's a hilarious story. Oh, I'm actually gosh. like high key impressed that Mitt Romney w- like knew enough technology to even do that. Though. <laughs> <laughs> the Orrin Hatch glasses. <laughs> well, speaking of interesting things, it is summer and with summer means summer blockbusters and we're going to break some of those movies down. I don't know what you've been told. But time is running out. No need to take a stroll. I'll step into your toe-to-toe. So if you know that song, then you've probably seen Top Gun Maverick at least once in the theaters. And if you if you don't know that song, then there is still time to go see this movie on the big screen and watch Tom Cruise and Miles Teller do their thing. Oh, sure. That's what we're calling the football scene on the beach. <laughs> doing, doing their thing. thing. I mean, I mean, the whole movie is them doing their thing <laughs> and just being awesome. So. 
<laughs> Virginia was like, we, so Virginia and I went and saw the movie uh, last weekend. She's like, did you like it? I'm like, yeah. And she, I was like, it was a little too long, and they, were, they weren't on the beach long enough. Like, was my... <laughs> no, just the beach long enough. <laughs> Not the whole time. Okay. But the was... scene where they're like running through the wilderness in the snow after they've been shot down Whoa! in enemy territory. No spoilers. Oh, okay, Bag just it up. kidding. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> Wait, what? No spoilers? Yeah. Am I allowed to talk about it? Let's, let's leave spoilers Virginia, out. Virginia, it's been yeah. in the movies for like a month okay, and a half. Yeah, Aaron, you just saw it for the first time last weekend. You can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's also it's fr- been out forever. Everyone's yeah. seen it like five times uh-huh. now. <laughs> Literally, I just saw uh, a colleague of ours just put it on their Instagram story today. She's on vacation. She saw it for the third time. <laughs> I love I, that energy. Yeah. Oh, I would see it again. <laughs> the movie has already been in theaters for seven weeks, but it's still running because it's raking in millions of dollars. The movie has made over $1.1 billion so far, and it makes it the highest grossing movie of 2022. And even it's hit the 22nd highest grossing film of all time. Impressive. So uh, like Lauren was talking about, we saw it um, this past weekend. It was my second time seeing it. Go see it again if you've already seen it. It's a great film. Um, and honestly, I think it was even better the second time. Um, but, you know, it, it's just a great, you know, summer nights, summer nights at the movie. You know what's crazy, though? It's great so, to go see Top Gun. So we wanted to go see this movie. We, we were like, OK, we're going to go see it on Saturday. It was maybe two hours before the movie start, was going to start. We were looking on the apps. Every movie theater within the Northern Virginia area was booked up. Yeah. Like literally. Yes. So we so went crazy. to one in Alexandria. We got there. And, you know, within like five minutes before the movie's going to start, I went to go get in line and popcorn. You thought you would have been going to a line for Disney World. This <laughs> line like queued back and forth like four or five times. Took me like 20 minutes to get popcorn, which... For popcorn, like, no regrets. <laughs> but I think that shows something about America and where we're at with, mm-hmm. you know, the movies and people wanting to get out. And movies like Top Gun that even seven weeks later, it's completely booked up. Mm-hmm. People want real movies. Yes, no. they do. So Top Gun would have to be, like, my number one must-see of the summer for you all. What is your number one must-see of the summer? And we're going to open this up to TV shows mm. as well. I have a solid tie right now between okay. a TV show and a movie. I have not seen the movie yet, but I know it's going to be my number one <laughs> most wanted to see. Can can you do that? Can we let you do oh, that? Oh, I definitely we'll can. It's what Elvis. Movie? It's Elvis. Austin oh, Butler. Oh, so it will be. Reviews. Yeah, I heard it wasn't very good. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I You know, it's it, it's going to be great. Live your dream, Lauren. Live my dream. Okay. But the TV show, I've actually watched this one all the way through, and I will not Give spoilers. Okay. Yeah, though... because I've only watched three episodes. I know what you're going to okay, say. I, don't, I want to discuss this once y'all both watched it <laughs> and you get to the end. Just, it's so refreshing to have a TV series. The Terminal List is what it is um, with Chris Pratt and then Tim it's Riggins. on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah. And then Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights. Also, Gloria was like, <laughs> watch the show. So I sit down and I watch it and I get sound, I'm like, Gloria, you told me that it was awesome and it was not woke, which is great. But like, you should have started with the Tim Riggins. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, I was shocked when I was watching. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not who I think it is. And I didn't even recognize Chris Pratt until the end. It was just such a different character. Oh, yeah. He's it's playing a so Navy SEAL. And I don't know how it gets his body different for every, yeah. like everything. That stresses me out. But it was so interesting because I think growing up, there were so many movies and TV shows that I would watch where the left not like they do now where it's in your face wokeism but back in the day you know the villain of the political drama would have had a picture with george w bush and you know, that was enough <laughs> of a sign that republican evil um and you kind of see the opposite of that as this series uh goes on so if you're looking for something that is really high production value intense military just like binge in one night terminalist chris pratt and it's not woke 
<laughs> and we're going to discuss this when y'all get to the I ending. I also, it really reminded me of, I love 24 yes. coming up. Uh, oh, it does it, have a 24 it does. Really, like you, you like you're on the edge of your seat. Yeah. And, and it actually makes me want to go back and watch 24 because you just root for the, you know, doesn't matter the how he gets there, but you want him to. to... Yeah. And I will say for all of you out there um, who are like, oh, I don't know if this is really my thing. And you watch it. Get past the first episode. The first episode is really intense. And the whole thing is really intense, but I think the first episode kind of shocks you into like, oh my gosh. I need to know what happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, honestly, after watching the first one, I was like, I don't know that I can handle this show. But now I've watched... I, oh, and was, I went to bed way too late last night because I was yes. watching it. There was at least, like, probably four times where I'm sitting there on the couch by myself with, like, my hands over my ears and, like, my eyes closed, like, so tight because he's, like, torturing some guy on screen. It's definitely not... Very Jack Bauer vibes. Yeah. Very Jack yeah. Bauer. Yeah. <laughs> so this might be a little controversial, and I'm, like, not a sci-fi. Like, I really am pretty hmm. anti-nerd stuff in general. But this new season of Stranger Things... Was okay. so good. Okay, especially the last. So the last two episodes, the one is an hour and a half. The other one is two and a half hours. So to watch the final, it was four hours. Wow! But it's just like the music, the visuals, like it just it it hits really well. And there's some wokeness in it. Uh, so it would not be for for I would even say young teenagers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of more like. There's a gay character and they like stare longingly at another, you know, with their same sex attraction. Yeah. It's not necessarily like in your face. In your it face. Can be definitely yeah, worse. yeah. Yeah. Um, which I, I you know, I can I can live with. Yeah. Okay. You're gonna hate me. What is Stranger Things? Really? Yeah. Like seriously? Like one hundred percent. Gloria, I'm pretty sure it's the most watched T V show like of all time. Yeah. No, like, it's not. I'm pretty sure like yeah. Hours wise, I think on a streaming service. Yeah. It's it is. Well, it's over a billion hours by Americans. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, it's just like it sounds really bizarre. It is set in rural Indiana and it's all these like young Are they zombies. No, it's aliens and monsters. Oh, okay. But I promise you, like I wouldn't say the same thing, but it's it's so good. And the this last season really it took this monster that's been there the whole time and like put a face and a name and a, and a human reason behind it. And I think that's why it was so interesting oh. is like it really kind of took and I, see, that sounds fascinating. Is it like the anti hero kind of thing where the no, villain becomes the hero? Situation? No, the, the villain is still very bad. Okay. But you kind of like the villain. You understand has, the yeah, villain. Has been there and mm. like been part of the story the whole time. You just didn't realize it. Fascinating. The, the way that somebody can think through this is just definitely crazy. Oh, wow. But, People are so smart. Yeah. <laughs> like, t- too much good television, not enough time. Yeah. You need to be outside more. Turn yeah. off your TV. And after telling after <laughs> telling you to watch TV, turn off TV outside. Well, and the last thing I'll say about television is this summer I've decided to go back and watch the show Scrubs, which mm. I didn't realize it was on such a long time ago. It was on in, started in 2001. And that was before even, like, HD television. All these episodes are in SD. And it's just so crazy how the show, like... They just make gay jokes the whole time. Oh, God. <laughs> they're like, you look gay today. And they're like, you could never say that on television. No. And this like was the on, office. Yeah, this was on NBC on primetime. And like, this, it's just the crazy. The world has changed quickly. I know. My, my, wow. my. Yeah. Uh, well, a few other uh, movies that you all may have seen. Let us know if you have. Um, so Minions, The Rise of Gru has made over $400 million. It's the sixth highest grossing film of 2022. Um, there's been a hilarious trend on TikTok with... Um, like high school boys dressing up like Gru and going to the theater. And anyway, it's funny. Look it up. Um, Thor, during its opening weekend, made over $300 million. So I feel like, you know, the movies are back. They're back from COVID. People are getting out. They're going to the movies. 
If you have opinions on any of the blockbusters this summer, let us know on the Instagram account. We'd love to hear your thoughts. But stay tuned because up next, we crown our problematic woman of the week. Virginia Allen here. I want to tell you all about a great way you can stay in the know on all the news The Daily Signal covers. Social media. The Daily Signal has an active presence on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are constantly posting news stories, clips from interviews, videos, and more across all our social platforms. Follow The Daily Signal on social media so you can get all the latest content from reels on Instagram to video clips on Facebook and political commentary on Twitter. Now it is that time once again, my favorite time of the week, time to crown our problematic woman of the week. And the crown goes to... Barry Weiss. So you all may have guessed that Virginia and I are pretty big fans of podcasts just all together and the women who are bold enough to speak the truth and stand up for what they believe. If you're not familiar with Barry Weiss, she's worked for the New York Times until she got fed up with the echo chamber and how it was becoming closed off to ideas that veered into far left ideology. And it became closed off to ideas that veered from the New York Times typical far left ideology. She left and has started a very successful Substack and a podcast called Honesty. We have talked about some of her pieces on her Substack right here on the show, um, but we wanted to take a minute to highlight her podcast today, honestly. Weiss's latest show talks about what America needs at this moment in history and where Cancel culture is rampant, and young people are are only exposed to one-sided arguments in college. And any American who's truly alive to the moment that we're living in, we don't have the luxury of steady ground. The moment that we're living in requires something different and something seemingly paradoxical. It requires us both to build totally new things, but also in the same moment, to conserve very old ones. It is a moment that requires us to look for new allies, but also to strengthen old loyalties. What Weiss is talking about is that we, as rational Americans, are living in a day and age where we have to defend our history and maybe build some bridges with new partners who are also committed to common sense. It's a really interesting point that she's trying to make. So if you check it out, please let us know what you think. We're so thankful for people like Barry Weiss who are willing to challenge this generation to really stop and think, to not buy into cancel culture, but to be a force of common sense in a day and age where common sense gets lost a lot. Yeah, it really does. So congratulations to Barry Weiss. Uh, you know, we we don't agree with her on everything. We have disagreements, but I love the fact that I think she's coming into this place where she's so willing to speak and define middle ground. And so she is an incredibly deserving problematic woman of the week. And I have to be honest, this problematic woman of the week was sent to us by none other than my own mother. Aww, she, Mrs. Evans. She texted thank it to you. me. I, love that. I literally, I don't know if you know this, you can forward text. So I literally just what? like, yeah, I just forwarded the text to Virginia. I'm like, we found her prominent woman of the week. Like, yes. No, the podcast that she uh, just put out really is interesting. So um, encourage you all to give it a listen. Well, and it just shows, though, that if you have a problematic woman of the week that you want to highlight, send it to yes, us. Yes. Yep. Yes. Contact yeah. me. DM me on the Instagram account. We'd love to know. Yes. Gloria, thank you for joining today. Thank Speaking you. Speaking of Problematic Women, we love Always. having you. For Problematic for not knowing what Stranger Things was. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I'm, I'm so gonna tell everybody in the building about oh, this. No. <laughs> Poor Gloria. <laughs> it is what it is. Well, making fun of Gloria is where we're gonna end this week's edition of Problematic Women. Join us next Thursday morning for a brand new edition, and in the meantime, please subscribe and share. Conservatives need your support in the podcast world, and we would greatly appreciate a five-star review on Spotify, Castbox, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does make a difference. Have a fantastic week. Problematic Women is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. It is a product of The Daily Signal, produced by Lauren Evans and Virginia Allen. And be sure to follow Problematic Women on Instagram. We produce Problematic Women in remembrance of our dear friend and former co-host, Bree Payton.